0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Don't wait. City Motors Hyundai has the perfect SUV in stock and ready for you. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEM Track. Yes, forget Omicron, forget bad weather. Just relax with us. Saturdays in the Gong. Good morning, everybody. This is a show loosely described as a sports program. We will go everywhere to celebrate Wollongong, the Illawarra and the fantastic South Coast. My name is Matt Russell with two T's. This man is Matt Campbell with one T. How are you, mate? No,
2: I'm good. I'm good. Morning, everybody. Great to be here at the uh, Wollongong Golf Club. A little bit overcast, a bit windy, but... um, all good to see the golfers out having a bit of a crack.
1: Same conditions for every show so far in our wonderful surrounds here at the Wollongong Golf Club. Heavy skies, cool temperatures, and a southerly blowing. Feel free to come anytime you want, summer. We are here and waiting. We just need your <laughs> arrival now. Ahead, Maddie, as usual, a busy, busy show. We're going to talk very shortly to a hawk's player before their season opener tomorrow. A key hawk and a long-serving hawk, the boss of Destination Wollongong, is going to tell us why everyone should be coming to the gong out of lockdown and how he's going to make this region the bike capital of the universe. Fox Sports' Brian Vanderwacker is going to dial in from Bathurst. I told him to do a cross to us from the middle of Conrod Strait. I don't know whether he can manage that, but we will find out. That'd
2: be outstanding.
1: The FFA Technical Director lives in the gong. Not many people would know that, so we'll chat with him a little later. Tim Barrow from the Mercury is along, as is Nick Squires, Christian Zeidler, our real estate guru. And we're going to tell everyone about a new attraction at the Steelers Club, uh, an area that you must get to very shortly. But plenty happening, and uh, as we touched on, the NBL Is underway. You watched a couple of games last night. Give me your overall impression of opening night of the NBL. Yeah,
2: look, it was great to see basketball back on, absolutely. And, um, you know, they were a bit rusty, if I'm being brutally honest. I think, um, you know, the first game, which was the Jack Jumpers, which is the new Tasmanian team, I I thought they came out with great intensity. I just think. The, the fact that it was just a little bit scrappy I just, um, I think that'll take a little while we had COVID, we've had a little bit of disruption in the off-season, but all in all overtime game to start the season was outstanding and then obviously back into the jungle where you've got Perth and Adelaide played off, two two teams that will be vying for finals, so it was a great night of basketball. So the new Jack
1: Jumpers too good for the Bullets, 83-74 in overtime and Perth home against Adelaide 85-73. Adelaide now head back home to host our Illawarra Hawks tomorrow. Tim Conrad will be in Adelaide and scoring freely for the Hawks. Good morning Tim welcome to Saturdays in the Gong.
3: morning guys how you going?
1: All right where are you and what sort of travel and protocols have you had to follow given what's happening in South Australia and the signs that they might be about to shut the border? You are there safely and happily aren't you?
3: Yes, we are. We're in the uh, hotel now, and um, we didn't have to catch too much of the uh, uh, of the craziness. We got out just in time. That's why we flew out a little earlier, just so we could make sure this game happened. But uh, we've been pretty good. We haven't had any, uh, like, strict regulations just yet. I guess uh, both states are just seeing how this thing's going to pan out.
2: Yeah, too, right, Timmy. And you did get over there a little bit early, so we'd normally only fly sort of the day before a game. When did you actually fly out?
3: Uh, we flew out on Thursday, so for a Sunday game, so obviously a little earlier than usual. So we're just uh, we've uh, got a few trainings under our belt, a few weight sessions, um, but it's just kind of business as usual, but in another in another city.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So did you get a look at the teams last night? Did you? What did you think about that first game with um, Tassie and um, and and how that all played out last night? Yeah,
3: I kind of agree with you, Soup. Um, you know, a bit of rust, uh, Jack jumpers and. And Brisbane's got some new players as well, but it's, uh, it seemed a little bit scrappy for the first game. The, I thought the intensity was great, but I think, um, the jack jumpers, I think there was, it was, would have been an emotional night and the, the intensity was high, which made for a, uh, like, you know, a bit of nerves, I think. But, you know, all in all, OT, you know, Sobe hitting a, hitting a game tying shot, you know, some excitement there. So that's good for the league. But then I think the big story, uh, for the second one was just Big Law and that guy just, uh, took over. He's a, he was a Wildcat saviour with all those other guys out.
1: Yeah, Tim, let's give
3: mm. listeners some details about the
1: games last night. The Jack Jumpers uh, home in overtime against Brisbane. Josh Adams, 20 points. Josh Majette, 19. Will Magnate, the double double star, 10 points, 11 rebounds. And Nathan Sobey, 24 points for Brisbane. But he got tossed in overtime, which was key to making sure that Tassie got home. And then, as you mentioned, Tim, Vic Law, 37 points on 16 of 29 shooting with the Wildcats doing what they do in the jungle early in the season. That is winning against Adelaide. Bryce Cotton, 16 points, five rebounds, four assists. And Majuk Majuk, important as well, nine points, 12 boards. What did you make of your opponents, Adelaide, last night in Perth? I know you would have been uh, scouting the 36ers. What did you think?
3: Yeah, look, they definitely have an inside focus. Um, They've got obviously some trees down there, and, you know, Daniel Johnson's, or, you know, he's, that guy's a walking bucket. Um, you've got Isaac Humphreys, who's a big body down the block. Um, and then you also throw in Cam Besto, who's, um, uh, out of, uh, finally in good form out of injury. Uh, he looks to be back to his old self. So that interior is a big focus for them. But I think, um, you know, uh, Dusty Hannah wasn't, probably didn't have the game he wanted to. I think he was five or 15 for just 10 points. But, you know, he's known for being a scorer. So, I think he's just chomping at the bit to come back home and get another game in because I think he feels like he yeah, should have done better.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Timmy, too. Like it's, it, it does seem like the focus from CJ was to throw that ball inside, but I, I don't know if that was just the game plan going in or if that was out of necessity, the fact that the guys weren't able to to hit the sort of threes that they would normally be associated with so um, you know they are quite talented I, I, I looked at them from a roster point of view and I believe that they're one of the teams to watch out throughout the year if they can get it right obviously they've got a new coach um, some new players across there but you know they've got Mitch McCarron who's been able to glue teams together across it and so from a game plan point of view tonight what, what is the key focus what, what's Gorgian been saying to you?
3: Well, it's a lot of focus on us and a lot of focus on that interior game. You know, just um, making sure that we keep that under control. And if we do need to, um, you know, make adjustments during the game, then we've got them ready to go. But um, mainly, you know, a team we haven't played yet, we've just been watching. So it's going to be more, I think, about us than about them, knowing what our system is going to be, um, how we want to play, the tempo we want to play at. Um, You know, it's obviously gorgeous, a massive, massive um, emphasis on the defensive end. So where our rotations are coming from, our schemes and the on-balls and, on, and um, when the when the ball goes into the post. So, you know, we're just taking care of us and making sure that, you know, we're prepared for anything come, come this game tomorrow. We're
1: speaking with Tim Conrad, the Hawks veteran, before their season opener tomorrow. And, Tim, I hope you don't mind me calling you a veteran, but the stat man, Mark Slocum, who works for the NBL, informs me that... You want to thank David Barlow and Brad Newley because only them stop you from being the <laughs> oldest player in the league. Yes, just tell yes. listeners your story about how you're actually still playing with the Hawks because there was a period not so long ago you were happily in retirement.
3: Yeah, well, look, it was just a case of when when Gorge um, took over the reins and they were, they were picking the team um it's just like a high school thing i just didn't get picked you know so it was um it was <laughs> at the uh, end of the line <laughs> exactly right i was i was the last guy left but you know i stayed in touch with them obviously i was doing the community work and um you know hanging around the team um and then when, when injuries uh, started to to for game so it looked like he wouldn't come back George said there might be a, you know a spot for you moving forward so um at the end of the day i didn't really want to retire um, it was kind of out of a bit of necessity because I couldn't really leave anywhere else. I have too much going on in, in, in the gong. Um, so that decision was made. But then when the opportunity came to, to come back, I grabbed it with both hands and now I'm able to get another full season under my belt, um, which is great. So, I mean, it's keeping the keeping the uh, career alive, even though I'm not going to have another retirement party whenever that time happens. I think <laughs> you're only allowed to have one. So <laughs> uh, too, right, you're well, too
0: right you
2: are. I, and, I, and hopefully and I can go to over you. the
3: chip. would be nice. A championship party, yeah, a championship instead,
2: party that's right. To Credit to you, Timmy, for staying in shape during that time. And, um, and, and you know, for the listeners at that stage, it was only 10 players on a roster. Now it's gone back out to 11. So, you know, allowing for teams to be able to carry, you know, a more versatile player that, you know, understands the league. And, you know, you certainly do that. And, you, you, you know, you're playing as well as I've seen you play all the way through your career. So, mate keep it up and, um, yeah, best of luck in the game. And, Tim, tell us when it comes that. to the Hawks... Uh, yeah. who's impressed yeah. you like we can sit
1: back and think that Tyler harveys going to have a good season or justinian jessup but but through your eyes who, who has been impressive in the preseason
3: well you know a couple of guys i like um obviously duop's going to be a big piece for us um his versatility um in his spot he can play four and five and he can stretch the floor so um and defensively he's he's a real a real pin for us down there so he's um he's going to impress a lot of people but I tell you what um a c is gonna catch some bodies this year because I don't think I've had a more athletic import in my time in the league is that he right? uh, yeah. he yeah, like he doesn't show it, he doesn't really he's one of those guys that only needs does just as much as he needs to, but there's gonna be a couple of times during the season where he gets a clear runway, and if someone jumps with him, they're not gonna like it. <laughs> he's gonna get on top of someone he's gonna he's gonna put some people on posters because he has sneaky <laughs> athleticism. Okay, so we're watching Duot Reith and Import
1: Cleveland tomorrow, Matt, yeah. as tipped by Timmy Absolutely. Conrad to have, to have good openings to this season.
2: Yeah, too, right. And, yeah. and you need yeah. that too, don't you, Timmy? So, like, you know, the focus, obviously, people have seen Tyler from last year and they know what Jacinian can do. So there'll be a lot of pressure or well, a lot of focus from teams on them. So the ability mm-hmm. to be able to have that you know, that other person step up, if it's duop or if it's, um, you know, AC, as you said, or sort of some of the other, you know, weapons that I guess the Hawks have this year. And, I'm, and I've, t- I've talked about it on this show many times. It's, I'm really excited by the group that's been put together from Gorge and, and, you know, I think that the whole team will do the Illawarra proud. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing them.
1: I'd like to know from Tim what's the best part about being coached by the GOAT, Brian Gorge. Uh, <laughs> give us the best thing
3: about playing under Gorge. Well, I think there's the discussion about what's in his bum bag is usually the, uh, is the best. <laughs> but, um, no, look. Yeah,
2: who knows? <laughs>
3: it's, I've always thought it's, a, it's C4 energy drink. He just keeps it in there. You know, I'm just going. <laughs> but, he um, no, the best part is probably the attention to detail and um, just making sure that there's zero confusion, especially on the defensive end. You know, because one of the things that I've always always uh, kind of struggle with is that if I'm thinking too much on the floor, I'm not working hard. So I think he wants to put his zero confusion on all of our defensive schemes, so that that takes the thinking out of it. You just react.
2: Yeah, I think I, I'd i agree with you. I haven't been coached by Gorge all those times, and and you know he is fantastic on that defensive end, but his attention to detail offensively is also outstanding. You know, to slow people down, not rush to the game, but you know the thing that 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 people don't see is that, that Gorge is a real sort of player's coach, mm. but like if you don't toe the line with him, you can quickly be yeah. on the outer. And Tim, just no, to wrap it great up, great.
1: I want to talk about your, your off-field work because I'm a great believer that health doesn't necessarily start in the chemist warehouse walking down the shelves, even though that's a great, <laughs> a great franchise. Health starts with what you put into your body, right? The way you exercise, yeah. what you eat and the way you live your life and that is where you are passionately pushing yourself in Wollongong. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, look, it's it, I kind of got bitten by the bug. It was about in my sixth year of playing, and uh, you know I was starting to have problems with feet and knees, and you know taking anti inflammatory soup was giving me the best kind. So, um, I <laughs> yeah, <these are> them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I just thought that one of my one of my mates suggested I should change my diet, and when I did start looking after what I put in my body, I saw some really, really, really drastic changes in, in how I felt more than anything else. So. You know, I, I know Super will tell you when you can play pain free, it's a real, real blessing in disguise because it's not a lot of times it happens it during the season, so. I got, to, um, I got to find out firsthand what just taking care of yourself can do, so that kind of just got me a bit by the bug and I wanted to spread that information and trying to get through to some of the guys on the teams, but there has been a few trips to Krispy Creams by a few of the guys, so <laughs> I don't think the message is quite getting through. <laughs> well,
2: but, you know, Hungry Jacks was always uh, something that we visited <laughs> on the way back through, <laughs> before jumping on the bus to head back to Wollongong. So well, Timmy, as you're it talking,
1: Matt is, Matt is nodding his head here, and he is testament to your fitness ethos, because he rides here on an electric scooter at about 180 kilometres an hour and handles it easily. The body's still a temple, he says. I should be right. Well,
3: you're here. at the you're at the Wollongong Golf Course. That soup's just down the road, mate. The okay. actual scooter's perfect. Right.
2: It took me three minutes. It's all right. I'm so. going to talk about his golf. I'll talk
1: about his golf later on in the show. But, Tim, enjoy Adelaide. I'm glad you got there early and are preparing for this game. We know you're going to have a really good season and enjoy it with the Illawarra Hawks. We'll talk to you again. Good luck in the season opener tomorrow, and thanks for your time this
3: morning. Thanks, Timmy. No, I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks a lot.
1: A fantastic servant for the Illawarra Hawks. He's been there for a long time now. This is his second stint. The the door opened again. And uh, I'd like to know through your expert eyes, Matt Campbell, as a 500-gamer with the Hawks as a former captain, give us your prediction for Illawarra in this NBL season?
2: I, like I said I, I actually think they're a dead set chance I, I I like what they've put together I think they were good last year but I, I thought they had holes. I think um, they've been able to fill those holes this year and, and it would be how the role players go. So last year we saw Jessup and Harvey do ex, ex, extraordinary things offensively but there wasn't a consistent person helping them out. So if, if those role players that uh, are filling around them can get up and consistently you know, fill that gap then they're a dead Set chance of winning and I my money's on them to win the whole thing.
1: Well after the break we're gonna ask Illawarra Mercury Sports Editor Tim Barrow the same question and I reckon he might have the same answer.
2: Don't wait, City Motors Hyundai has the
1: perfect SUV in stock and ready for you. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN track. Saturday is in the gong, broadcasting from the amazing Wollongong Golf Club. We are at the 19th, right beside the practice greens. And as always, despite the heavy skies, the course looks fantastic. Matt Campbell, you played here during the week. Please tell me you had a 72 or less.
2: I wish I could tell you that I had a 72 or less, but uh, I'm getting there. It was a 93. I'm getting there. It's okay. That's good. As long as you come down each
1: week while we're doing the show, I'll be happy with that. This man was part of the show last week and did a fantastic job. He's back. As Mill Illawarra Mercury Sports Editor, Tim Barrow, good morning to you.
0: Uh, good morning, lads. I, I hope the conditions will be a bit more favourable than last week uh, when it was <laughs> blowing a gale out there. but uh... Not quite a gale, Tim, but, but
1: still blowing. We've just spoken with Tim Conrad and Matt had his say on what he thinks the Hawks can do this year. That is finish top four and then push for the championship. You're in that boat as well, I trust.
0: Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's fascinating. I spoke to Rob Beveridge yesterday about the hype and the actual expectation on the Hawks this year. And it's a place that, you know, no doubt Matt would know better than me, but the the the, the Hawks have always been that, that underdog, the, the regional battler. And to have the expectation on the, them this year, it's it's sort of unfamiliar territory for, for the team. And, uh, you know, I think no doubt Brian Gorgian will will handle the expectation and he'll be able to, Deflect a lot of that pressure on this playing group, but that's what Bevo spoke about uh, yesterday that, uh, that Gorgian is sort of the reason for the expectation because he, he brings success wherever he goes. But at the same time, he's, he's the man capable of being able to, to take them where they need to be. And, you know, I think top four is the, uh, the bare minimum for this season.
2: Yeah, great call. I agree with you. And it is that expectation. Sometimes it is harder for players that haven't had that expectation to be able to handle it. And I'm, I'm sure Gorgian spent some times talking to the group about, you know, where they got to last year and what the expectations are internally more than externally. And, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. And so, Timmy, thanks for keeping my seat warm, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it was an absolute terrible day and you don't want to come back on a regular basis. But, uh, <laughs> mate, um, yeah, it's exciting. I, 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 did you see the other games last night? Did you? What was what your take on the uh, on the Jack Jumpers?
0: Yeah, it was exciting to see Tasmania win. I think it's a, a nice little marker for them to lay down in their first game, isn't it? I mean, it's been a long process for them. I think the NBL's done great things in making the franchise happen before the AFL did or didn't decide in the end of what they're going to do. That they've obviously got in first. Um, the AFL have held off for a long time about the potential of having a team there. So I think to, to have a win first game up you know I think a lot of the the basketball experts have sort of given them the free pass this year that you know anything whatever they achieve is is good enough and and they're not really uh, hoping that they'll you know they'll go on and contend for a championship but you know you win your first game it gives the team confidence it gives the community confidence and i think it's it's great for the nbl but you know after the the tough times of losing other teams you know like like the crocodiles and now to have tasmania in the competition and and hopefully up and running
1: tim if you're not buying the illawarra mercury or subscribing online you are missing out what else can we read about in the mercury sports section today
0: uh, yeah, well, there's plenty of uh, test coverage, obviously, around uh, the, the first Ashes test this week. Um, it's interesting that it looks like Mitch Stark will uh, get the, the selection there. Um, we obviously saw the Wellington Phoenix and the uh, I guess an historic occasion yesterday with the women's team uh, making their debut in the A-League. Uh, that'll be a, a trivia question at, at Phoenix. Uh, trivia nights down the track, the fact that their first home game was, uh, was played in, in Wollongong. So uh, yeah, there's, um, it's, it's just a huge weekend of sport, isn't it? With uh, with Bathurst, obviously we saw uh, Will Brown uh, with shades of Greg Murphy's lap of the gods yesterday to get the uh, provisional pole before today's shootout, um, and uh, plenty of Hawks coverage there. We we had the, the eight page lift out uh, going into the season, and um, just to touch on what Matt was talking about earlier, it was uh, really interesting to talk to. Guys like Antonius Cleveland and then Harry Frolling and they both mentioned that you know the championship is the goal. They're not holding back in their their estimation and their you know their, what what they're talking about. There's there's no sort of uh, guarded conversation about that where they're headed. So I think it's certainly exciting for Hawks fans.
1: And the rugby league world never stops generating headlines either, does it? Because Arpi Coruscant, the Penrith Panther is going to West Tigers in 2023. So, Arpi Korosau joins Isaiah Papali'i at the Tigers in more than 12 months. That's one element of the story. It means that Penrith are going to be without Burton, Tyrone May this season, Kikau and Korosau for next season. So they're starting to take a hit because of the salary cap and Redcliffe miss out on another recruit. So far, their only signing is Felice Cafusi. So plenty for Peter O'Sullivan and Wayne Bennett to do to get the Redcliffe Dolphins ready for their entry. What do you make of all this regarding RP out
0: Tim? Yeah, well, it's sort of that, that merry-go-round with the signings, isn't it? After Reed Marnie uh, sort of announced that signing with the Bulldogs, it's sort of... Um, it's just thrown the other clubs into a bit of a... A spin as far as clambering for for who signs next. So, you know, I think it's important for the Tigers and it's interesting, you know, the Tigers need to rebuild and obviously Redcliffe themselves are building from the ground up and, you know, being able to to nail down a signing, uh, you know, a decent signing like that, I think it gives the Tigers a bit of optimism and a bit of confidence that they're going to be able to compete in a couple of years. And the concern for Redcliffe is that you don't want to go into the market and just constantly having to pay overs and having missed a few targets, you know, and I know Wayne Bennett, no doubt, will have a plan and he'll obviously have an idea of where he wants to go, but the temptation will be that they'll want to go out and get a couple of big signings, even if they have to pay more than they probably should, just so that they've got that perception, you know, that they're on the on the right track and that they're making waves. So it'll be fascinating to see how Redcliffe go about it in, in the coming months and and show that they can they can build that squad in a, a really difficult uh, player transfer market
2: yeah it 's it's, it's so true, and we just talked about the jack jumpers in the basketball having that free swing i, I, I don 't think you 're going to get that with with you know Wayne Bennett at the helm there I think they 're going to going to have to hit the ground running and it 's going to be a difficult task because like you said that you know that market seems like a frenzy at the moment. It's um, and it's so bizarre. I don't understand how that all works. Where you can be, you know, signed up in two or three years' time and still play for a club. I, I find that bizarre. It doesn't happen in the in the world of basketball. It's you know, we're a set off-season period where you're not allowed to talk to people until this certain time. And you know that I find it hard. And it's got to be disruptive. And you look at teams like Penrith, who are outstanding mm. and built over five to seven years, a program that, you know, was right at the top. And, and now they've been decimated by, you know, just that, that, that dollar value, right? so and, yeah. the, and with new teams coming in, it's going to be even harder. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real interesting watch.
1: That's, that's the salary cap aim, to level the playing field. So we have so many different grand finalists, so many different premiers, and it's one of the pillars on which Rugby League says that is so important to the organisation. Now... Tim Barrow from the Illawarra Mercury, we were all at the Wollongong Wolves on Wednesday night. Their round of 16 FFA Cup clash. Luke Wilkshire's men had never been to this point of the competition. I've got to say, even though they went down to Central Coast Mariners, I was thoroughly entertained by the 2
0: 1 loss. They led 1 0 at half time. How about you? Oh, it was exciting. I mean, the fact that they led 1-0 and then sort of still went to try and chase the game and find that second goal against an, an, a, admittedly 10 men that an A-League quality team, I think it's a credit to Luke Wiltshire and his men. I mean, when Mark Birigetti, the Central Coast goalkeeper, uh, went off there in that first half, uh, I don't think he realised that Nick Littler, sort of his momentum carried him into him. I think he thought it, sort of thought it was a bit more of a, a bit of a shoulder charge, uh, into him and obviously, uh, reacted in kind, and that was uh, that led to the the red card. So when that happened, it was just this is game on, you know. And I, I thought the wolves were great. They they ran out of legs. Um, they didn't quite have the polish. They had a couple of opportunities there in that second half, which you know could have not buried the game, but certainly made life really difficult um, for Central Coast to to come again. So you know, I think I think it's credit to them, but it, it does show. But the NPL clubs have never been at a bigger sort of disadvantage because they've come out of COVID, um, they're sort of in their off season, whereas the A League teams have had three or four months of preseason, they've just started their campaigns, they're they're up and running. So, you know, I think that's got to be heavily factored in of just how uh how good the, the Wolves were, even though they they did end up coming uh, you know, going down to a a ten man team.
1: Yeah, for me, Marcus Beattie there, right back, number seven. He was outstanding defensively, a real standout. Tim, it's a busy weekend for you. Enjoy the big bash, enjoy the basketball, enjoy Bathurst. There's plenty for Tim Barrow to be kept busy by. We'll read about it in the Illawarra Mercury. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you next week. Time for the news. Then we're back to talk destination Wollongong and why everyone should come here, even though the destination this weekend for some might be Mount Panorama.
2: Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck.
1: Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
3: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted
0: to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it